Mental Floss has come up with a list of the famous songs with misunderstood meanings that you need to know about. And I always love stuff like this. Uh, Pat is always a, he's into this he as is. well. Um, he, you know, him with, uh, he, he's obsessed with, with music and like music history particularly. We should do, we, we should actually do a, like a recurring segment with him doing those stories because he has so many good And we have, we have talked about that. In fact, that's why we were coming up with some of the, some of the stories of uh, uh, artists that, May not necessarily have been great after their one hit. <laughs> oh, really? Or, or at one least one their direction. one hit and where you know it's kind of like what, the where are they yeah, now where series. They? I know, which yeah. was really cool. But it, we've and we talk about it all the time. I mean, yesterday we. <laughs> Roll yesterday, we rolled into Susie Quattro. Which then oh, okay. led into before the radio show this morning, mm -hmm. talking about Susie Quattro mm -hmm. and her songs, and it's saying that she has sold 50 million records. You, off the air, they were talking it. about this obsessively yesterday I don't it. and today. I don't believe it. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's been going for two days. Because I don't believe it. <laughs> and so, so if somebody knows Susie, have her call us, because we want to know if it's a lie or not. If she sold 50 million she, albums? If she tell us? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, she likes you guys. Susie Quattro, got to be a Jeffy fan. Come on, Leather Tuscadero from Happy Days? Uh, so let me give you some of these songs. Closing Time, Semisonic. Uh, Semisonic I actually saw open for somebody. I don't even remember. Really? What, before this song came out, like before anyone knew who they were. And they were seen, great. I don't think I've ever seen them. They were really good. I mean, they, they, were, they were a cool band. They, some of their songs are really cool. And I actually had one of their CDs long before they became popular. It was one of those, I don't know, I somehow stumbled onto them. And they're great. Uh, they didn't. Uh, they had this. I think this CD with closing time, and then one more after that, and, and that was. Uh, I don't remember hearing anything else from them. Um, but uh, Dan Wilson uh, wrote the wrote lyrics like "Time for you to go to the places you will be from." Um, song's focus was more an emphasis on the miracle of childbirth than uh, than bar closings. 2010, Wilson admitted to the American songwriter that he had babies on his mind partway through writing the song, uh, and said, "My wife and I were expecting our first kid very soon after I wrote that song." I had birth on the brain, and I was stuck by what a funny pun it would be to be bounced from the womb. <laughs> They're talking about like, closing time. you got to get out of here. You've you got to be born and stuff. And uh, John Lennon's Imagine. You know, now i got the stupid song running in my head. But when Rolling Stone named the former Beatles uh, ubiquitous hit the third greatest song of all time, uh, Lennon's hallmark lyrics were described as 22 lines of graceful, plain spoken faith in the power of the world, united in purpose to repair and change itself. But the feel-good sentiments behind the song, Jimmy Carter once said, was used almost equally with national anthems, have some serious communist underpinnings. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it does kind of, right? Yeah, Lennon called the song virtually the communist manifesto. <laughs> that is a strong statement from yes, the guy who, I don't know, wrote it. Uh, and I feel like everyone knows Lennon was that way. He, I mean, he did have some hesitations with the craziness yes, of the movement, did. but he was, he was no conservative. Uh, so that's an interesting one. Um, he says, um, because it's sugar-coated, it is accepted. Uh, right. So, you know, right. look, you got to put a little honey on top of it, I guess, is what, is what uh, uh, Lennon thought. Uh, you, I guess that's what politicians do today though i mean what is what is obama oh doing gosh. except the communist manifesto which in sugar coating with sugar it. on it i mean absolutely uh, every, please. i mean that's why we like bernie right because bernie is bernie's no sugar no sugar I mean, he's just that's that what I want. he's just the crazy professor just espousing socialism uh like a virgin by madonna i didn't actually what? knew no this was 
uh, I, I didn't know this was controversial, but uh, the he told she told Quentin Tarantino that it's about love, uh, not sex. To paraphrase things that I can't say, that's not what it's not. Um, not originally meant for a female perfor- performer. The lyrics for "Like a Virgin." Talked about the guy who wrote it's, uh, his relationship woes. He explained in depth to the L.A. Times, oh I was saying gosh. that I may not really be a virgin. I've been battered romantically and emotionally like many people. But I'm starting a new relationship, and it feels so good. It's healing all the wounds and making me feel like I've done this before because yes. it's so much deeper and blah, 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 blah. That's kind of yes. how I took it, though. You don't take, you don't take that song as like a um, – it's not like a big – like she was sexual in the song because she was rolling Very. around half naked on stage when she was singing it. But the song itself, it talks about a relationship and then like, you know, kind of like, hey, this is so amazing. It was the first time. It felt like the first time. I don't, know. I don't remember listening to the lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> All right. There you go. Let's watch the video. Mm-hmm. Heard like a virgin. That's all I wanted. Maroon 5 uh, had a song, Harder to Breathe. It was the first song you probably ever heard from Maroon 5. It was actually, I thought, one of the better ones because it, it wasn't uh, as poppy. It was a little bit more, uh, a little bit more rock, sort of, uh, uh, there's sort of rock uh, leanings yeah. um, put out there. But it has nothing to do with actually having a suffocating relationship with a girl, which is what most people thought. It was about the record label suffocating them. Huh. They wanted to finish an album and they were like, hey, idiots, make another song. And they were typical artists and go, no, I don't want to make another song. I've made enough songs. And they got really angry about it and just penned this as a, they were pissed off. Right. They said, yeah, you're making it harder to breathe and you're suffocating me as an artist. And by the way, they're probably their best song. And actually, he, he acknowledged yeah. it to his credit. And, you know, uh, I, I think Adam Levine's come a long way to um, embracing the worlds of capitalism as he's yeah, he on does. essentially every show on the planet now. But he says, uh, I was just pissed off. Uh, and I wanted to make a record that the label was applying, uh, and the label was applying a lot of pressure. I'm glad they did. At least he recognizes it. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. I mean, I was I was actually reading ahead on Third Eye Blind, mm. uh, Semi Charmed Life. Yeah, this is a song for you. Radio purists of the '90s probably missed out on the fact that the upbeat Third Eye Blind anthem is about a couple on a crystal meth binge. Mm-hmm. No, we didn't. <laughs> no, I remember that one's not that one. I didn't know at the time. Yeah. Uh, um, uh, although you know, do do do. It was like so cheery. I think people missed it. Uh, but if you, it, they did blur that song because there's a line in there where he says, uh, uh, "What is it? Uh, doing crystal meth will lift you up until you break." But they sort of like you know they reverse the words in the middle of the song. Um, right. What do they call it? Back, uh, back, back mask. So you couldn't understand it if you just heard the song on radio. But if you had the CD, uh, you'd hear it, and it was about that. But. You don't really necessarily Why make it. a song about such a serious topic so light and bouncy? Because I mean, I'll tell you what it says here. Lead singer Stephen Jenkins explained that the musical and lyrical juxtapositions were completely intentional. Mm-hmm. Really? No kidding. <laughs> the music reflects the bright, shiny feeling you get on speed. Thank you. Is that what it's like, Jeffy, on speed? Is it bright and shiny? Yes. <laughs> it does work. It'll, uh, yes, it does. It's really high. It's uh, speed. Um, I, I, that one I, I did know, and uh, it's not a surprise necessarily, but I think to a lot of people who knew the song and the vibe of the song and the doot doot doots all throughout it, that you might necessarily be surprised about Crystal Mess. <laughs> uh, but I guess uh, it's not that surprising.